Hello everyone and welcome to the Circular Thinking Podcast. In this podcast I dive deep into conversations with change makers within the circular economy. This first season focuses on circular fashion, where I interview various key persons where we discuss important topics such as what is sustainability, how is the fashion industry adapting to sustainability and circularity and how can we move forward. In this series I speak to CEO and founders of new circular startups within fashion and textile, consultants helping big fashion brands like Hugo Boss and Salando, and with the Berlin Fashion Week hub Neonit. My name is Marcus, I am the creator and founder of the art collective Mesomats. We are an art collective reusing vintage denim in collaboration with contemporary artists. Hello and welcome back to the Circular Thinking Podcast. Uh, you're listening to me, Marcus, where today I speak with the Circular House in Berlin with co-founders Alice and Lawrence. The Circular House helps companies to develop business models with a purpose. With their workshops, prototyping labs, co-working spaces and residencies, they want Berlin to become the green and social startup hub in the world. In this episode, we learn that construction is the biggest waste producer in Germany. We discuss what are the challenges of implementing circular business models, how do you measure success, and what are the tools we need. I'm very excited to share this episode. Please leave a review and share it, and have a nice Friday, and stay safe and healthy. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me to your lovely office here in Kreuzberg. You're very welcome. <laughs> Thank you. You can, if we can start with about hearing how did you two meet? Yes, so my name is uh, Laurence and uh, I am one of the three co-founders of the Circular House. And at the moment uh, I'm working with Alice on prepping for our new opening of the house uh, at the end of this year. Uh, and my background, actually, I've worked uh, for several years in uh, digital advertising. I've worked um, a lot, actually, for startups, tech startups, um, up until a point in my life where I decided that uh, I wanted to shift in my career, and uh, I went on the sort of freelance road, And this is actually when uh, I met Alice. This coincided actually with me uh, having my first child. And I realized that, okay, I only have so much time and productive time that I can uh, use. And I want to use it to have the highest impact possible. And then I sort of went about trying to figure out how to do that. And this is how Alice and I met because uh, I came to the opening week uh, at the Circular House. Uh, there was a series of workshops and I sort of stumbled upon it online and I was like, what is this place? Why do I want to do everything and attend every single workshop that they're offering? And so I just signed up and I showed up and then uh, Alice was also attending the workshop. And we started talking and yeah, we hit it off from there. Essentially, essentially, Laurence came after we were uh, finished cleaning up the space and we had prepared it for her to join. <laughs> she she always she always has really good timing, mm -hmm. and it was like 
really we had just um, accessed the space and kind of cleaned it uh, out. It's an old industrial uh, space, really uh, worn down. We always say that it has uh, special effects in the sense that it was colder inside in the winter than outside, warmer inside in the summer than outside, and wetter inside when it rains. So a very special and unique uh, charm. Beginnings of the circular house, and we had... Yeah, essentially cleaned it out and uh, together with the community and then started uh, this workshop uh, events series and Laurence joined um, in in one of them and that's where we uh, we met for the first time and talked and and connected straight away um, because essentially one of the things that we have in common is that Simon, our third co-founder, Laurence uh, and I, we each... Uh, prior to starting our own uh, business, had worked for many years in in side corporations and um, and had worked in different industries, and each kind of came to similar conclusions. Where, on the one hand, uh, we were pretty passionate about work in general and um, being productive and contributing something and at the same time we were lacking the purpose and the feeling of okay I'm you know putting a lot of time and hours and creativity into this but is it actually serving uh, the society the world the environment and and I think that's where we all three came to similar conclusion that not in the way that we wanted and 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 that's something that we share and have in common and from where we then together went out to design a circular as a as a place where you can really explore business models um, uh, with a meaning business models with a purpose and we always say using business as a tool uh, to create a positive social and environmental impact and I think that's something that we connected really early on and is there like a significant moment where both of you got into the topic of more sustainability, circular, circular economy, these concepts? Um, well, the corporation that I was working for was a um, recycling company. Uh, so I started, I worked for four years in the waste management sector and that's uh, really where I kind of had my wake-up call because before starting in that industry, recycling for me was a buzzword uh, that, you know, I separated my waste, put it in the bin and knew it was somehow recycled <laughs> and didn't really know what that means. You know, what does it mean for paper? What does it mean for glass? What does it mean for plastic? Is 100% recycled or less? And what about, are there leftovers? I just really didn't know any of that. And this four-year journey into that sector taught me that there's actually a very large problem that biggest parts of our society and the industry seem to be unaware or ignoring. Um, but in any case, we're producing much too much waste, the bulk of which on a global scale is not being recycled, is not being circulated back into the industry, but ends up in the biggest landfills, illegal landfills, which is, for example, our ocean, and creating massive damage. And, and that's sort of how I then came to the question, okay, we... we Instead of dealing with the problem at the end of the chain, we need to rethink how do we produce and consume. And, and that's how I stumbled over a circular economy as a concept and felt really compelled to say, okay, essentially we can produce toilet paper, 
or clothing or houses in a circular way or in a wasteful way, depending on what goal we sort of set out to reach. And um, yeah, that's how I got in touch with the topic. What about you? Um, my my professional career also brought me to these to similar questions. I think for me it was um, very much from working for corporations that um, for which success uh, or general financial growth is directly linked to consumption and therefore to production and just seeing how that was the primary goal that we were always chasing was more consumption, more production, um, more growth. And that was sort of the end game. And at some point, just seeing the amount also of money that flowed into this and how everything was optimized around that but there was basically zero accountability for what happens after consumption and how do we actually trigger more consumption what impact does that have on society what impact does that have on the environment what impact does that have on our balance on our well-being um, all of these questions were totally avoided or were sort of addressed but in a very sort of on top approach, you know, and by the way, we do CSR or, and by the way, we have a sustainable uh, department or, but that sort of felt very much as a side activity, whereas more and more for me, it became my, my main concern and my main focus. And I couldn't reconcile what I was doing you know, from nine to five, and then knowing that I was sort of creating a bigger gap with actually the, the goals and the impact that I wanted to see or the improvements that I wanted to see. So this is how ultimately at some point it came to 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 the point where I was like, okay, maybe I need to start focusing on that. And can you tell me a little bit about what what does the circular house do and what are your two different different roles circular house is um meant to be a platform um to showcase um circular solutions and to really prove that yeah naturally you can um uh build a house in a circular way or naturally you can uh, design textiles in a circular way or also going deeper into the research aspect of what are more circular materials that we maybe still have to develop and actually don't have at hand today. And to also um, lead, the, lead, um, lead the conversation around how do we shift our economy on a broader level uh, in Germany, in the European Union, to go from a linear to a circular model. And which is also a discussion that is really, really important. And yeah, in a way you could say we, you know, Berlin has a big startup community and it can become another Silicon Valley and we would really like it to become an alternative to that, to be a really green uh, and social um, startup community with the core focus, what Laurence just said, to have a social and environmentally positive impact and also be economically viable, but without that social and environment positive impact, it doesn't have a value. 
and and that's really want, where we want to shift uh, the discourse to and where we want to shift our economy to fundamentally that working with with the different companies and about your kind of core operation how do you consult them from big companies to small companies and and yeah, how does that go about the whole process and maybe Laurence you can tell give the listeners like a tour through the house because they're just listening and some people might not even know our space uh, so maybe that's a, a nice beginning point so everybody please close your eyes <laughs> okay um, so the house itself, as Alice uh, mentioned, is a platform for the circular economy um, uh, community to develop the solutions that will bring us to this alternative economy. Uh, actually, we want to shift uh, to this new economy. Um, and for that, what we did is um, develop a space um, that itself is a prototype because the way that the space is being right now constructed is in a circular way. So we want to show that in construction, one, well, the biggest uh, waste producer in Germany that we can also build differently. But inside of the space itself, the, the services that are provided to the community are, are meant to support their uh, development. So as a startup or as a project or an organization in a circular house, you will find space to work. So desks, you will find prototyping labs, you will find uh, various facilities that you can use in order to basically develop the solutions, be it products or services. And of course, you will find the network that you need in order to support one another to expand uh, on, um, on these solutions. Um, there is also a living uh, uh, element to the house. So there is an entire floor of, uh, of apartments uh, in the house that is planned. Um, the idea is that the house itself and generally how we approach businesses, um, we want these to be... Um, what is the word I'm, I'm looking for? Well, we, we don't want to be a UFO in, in uh, Berlin. So what we're doing starts locally, and therefore it should involve the direct community. It should branch out uh, into wider communities. But being there, we really felt it's important that we, first of all, look at the challenges that we are facing directly where we are at, we're at in Neuken before addressing sort of global issues because it starts, I mean, change starts where you are. So the community itself uh, is a very, well, actually maybe you can tell a little bit more about the, the living community um, in a minute, but one of the elements is that we've also planned a residency in-house for projects um, who would like to come to the circular house and uh, live there, so there will be a couple of apartments for residencies as well. Uh, yeah, I can uh, talk a little bit about that. I'll um, uh, just finish the tour through the house. So um, the the house has uh, the, we're starting off with two floors. So there's the one floor which Laurence explained with really the prototyping labs. 
In German, we call it the Werkstatt floor. It's the floor where there's production and we really want, on the one hand, research and development grants to potentially flow into there in the future to push research in terms of what are the sustainable circular materials and solutions and products of the future, but also to have the infrastructure there for people to come in and explore and try things out. So that's really the, the ground floor of the house. If you'll come as of November 2020, where you can see machines and production and, and prototyping, like Laurent said, and then the floor on top is the Denkstadt, so that's the place where um, where um, the startups that Laurence described, they will be working from there and where ideas can be developed, business models tested and proven. And, and there will also be a little cafe gastronomy that works according to circular principles. So it's really a place where you can explore and experience this future that we're trying to materialize in a way, you know, from this idea and vision um, to really shift that to something super tangible, experienceable, um, so that people can be inspired to promote this type of solutions anywhere they go or work. How do you sort of talk to companies that are not so into this circular mindset and thinking, how can you consult them in becoming more circular and changing their business model, their approach, and can you tell me about the process? For instance, working with established corporations who uh, express an interest in changing their business model, uh, it's a huge task yeah. because, of course, it's, it's not just switching a, switching a light. Um, so what we try to do is first spark this uh, or create an environment in which we can reflect upon, you know, restrictions aside. So leaving the restrictions aside, what could this look like? And then the next step is really thinking like is thinking incrementally in changes. So changes within established structures, you know, it's actually very risky to change everything up front, but maybe starting innovating or bringing changes in certain areas and then building up. Um, and I think this is a, a nice parallel to the way that we're seeing this shift in our economic system that we're, you know, prototyping, testing, proving that it works, building upon this, growing, you know, putting in, we're seeing investment coming into infrastructure. All of this is needed in order for this change to happen. And I think, so, you know, it's one thing if you're a small startup and you you have the freedom to really think things in a way, you know, with minimal restrictions to to an established structure. So we have, for instance, had these formats with pretty big co corporates um, in the financial sector, so in the banking sector, for instance, in the cement industry. So really industries, very traditional industries where you think actually it is in their interest to continue to operate in a linear way, but even there, you know, there are people on the inside thinking, okay, this is not sustainable, but where do we begin? And I think this, this first intention is what you need to start having this conversation. Um, 
Um, would you say there's a specific biggest challenge of, about implementing circular business models into organizations or, or just implementing circular economy practices in general in the what are like the biggest challenges you, you can you see today? Yeah, there are definitely many challenges and many hurdles. Uh, you know, we shouldn't fool ourselves right now. Our entire economic system is built in a way to benefit this, first of all, companies seeking growth and financial growth as a primary goal and all of the negative externalities, which right now we're trying to bring to the attention are not accounted for from a business perspective, right? You don't pay the price of the pollution that you create or, um, you know, so the system itself right now is not built in a way that is easy to swap over to a circular uh, way of doing things. Um, so that's one thing. So the second is, of course, investment. I think, uh, you know, of course, if your entire system is based on profitability, then when you start saying, well, I want to I measure my success based on other KPIs, other factors than just profitability alone, how do, you, how do you prove that this creates value? How do you, how do you um, measure this value? And how do you convince then for instance, investment or other other um, tools that you need uh, to come and support this. Um, it's a very complex system, like Laurent said, and and it's a very big. It's almost like a societal economic restructuring that we're talking about. I think we've hit rock bottom with the linear way of operating and it has had tremendous environmental costs and tremendous social cost. And, and what we're now trying inside the circular house on a very, very small scale compared to our global uh, economy is to test and develop models that create a positive impact. Um, so the KPIs uh, that Laurence mentioned um, but still are financially viable and 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 that's really innovating and that's really hard it's very difficult um to to uh, get money investments in order to build and develop uh, these uh, projects and and their I think these are some demands that the social entrepreneurship uh, sector is also bringing forward to make um, funding much more accessible because if our society really wants these solutions and wants them fast, then we need to support uh, their development financially. Somebody needs to uh, support that development. And today the banks will say, okay, this is really innovative. It's very risky. There's no track record that it works. So you have to pay really high interest, which is completely in contradiction to the fact that we actually want to support that type of uh, ventures on, on a broader scale. And so there, there are a number of political frameworks uh, that that need to be revised and tweaked in order to change uh, uh, the type of economy that we're promoting. Mm. 
what Laurent said on a, on a, on a company level with that, you know, we only track profitability. We do not track, um, other KPIs also on a national level. We don't. And, and that's a very simplistic view actually onto society. If our government only looks at the brute inland product, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else matters. It's like, it's how did we make more than last year? That's really reducing society in such a drastic way to a single number, which is, does not reflect um, how do we want to live in the future, or uh, is are we living healthy lives, or you know is this environmentally sustainable? So I think on a political level, um, this vision of a circular uh, society to also see how can we politically create an environment that promotes that and where we actually look at the impact that we're having, are we reducing CO2 emissions? Are we, um, you know, increasing um, species survival? All these uh, factors that are incredibly relevant for the future of humanity, we, we really need to look that our economic system is enabling them to thrive. And right now we're doing the contrary. And so for large corporations that have been operating over the last hundred years in a very linear way, this type of change that we're talking about, we need it fast. And like Fridays for Future say, we want it now. <laughs> and nevertheless, um, it takes an incredibly committed management and a lot of changes. And we would be arrogant to say, you do a workshop with us, and, you know, and then there's this magic button and you push it. Um, because the experience that we have is more Again, like Laurent said, the startup where you have the blank page and you can design and you can design it to have a certain outcome. And so that, that's, where, that's, that's where our strength is. But now to say, okay, you're a corporate, you already exist. And, and, and how do you shift? I think that's a whole other competency, which probably as a society, we, we also need to build up. There's so much resistance to change and fear of change. We really have to become friends and promoters of change and I think for that we have to know well what are we changing to and uh, and align behind that vision but we drastically need to be much more courageous when it comes to changing because it's actually something we should all get excited about are there any tendencies in society that you you both see like that are more to the positive side where tendencies from government or bigger corporations or well, people, like you said, Fridays for Future, um, where, where you see there's, there's definitely a change going more, uh, the economic system and going more circular. I think I see tendencies, especially in terms of awareness of the issues. I think that's, that's changed drastically over the last five years even. Um, you know, a few years ago, we always had to explain what it is that we're doing or what it is that we're, or what circular economy is. And now it's becoming more and more of a sort of understood uh, concept. Uh, and and we're seeing, of course, on the European level, uh, the European agenda, there's money that is being, you know, invested into promoting circular economy definitely European level, national level, regional level. I think that's definitely, there's a move in the right direction. Um, the question is, 
and then there are different uh, uh, different movements. You know, for instance, new work that also addresses, for instance, governance uh, models for companies, for instance, or organizations. I think we there are many different movements that are approaching the challenges from different perspectives. And oftentimes the question is, you know, you you see the need for a change, you are committed to this change, but you're lacking maybe the tools and the support. And I think that needs to happen a lot faster, given that we are on a on a certain time pressure in terms of changing the system. Um, And as a as a kind of a last question, looking into the future, what is your what is your future vision of how will how will the economic landscape look like in in ten years from now, and where would you like to to be on that? <laughs> That's a big uh, big question. Can't believe that I overlooked it in the list <laughs> and prep for it. <laughs> In, in 10 years, you know, what's interesting with this project. Um, so we have a 99 year uh, lease for the, the land that we're building on. And, um, and that's because we work with a Swiss foundation. They're called Edith Marion and, um, and they operate their, their business model is essentially to buy space out of the speculative uh, market and give it for, to purpose oriented users for 99 years. And that way you're kind of like a property owner over a long period of time and you can also build, um, and and so that's really changed, I think, our perspective very early on because sort of starting in Berlin, kind of in the startup bubble, you think in half year, year, sprints, very short term. And these 99 years for the first time made us think like really, really long term. And 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 we felt that that matched our theme very nicely in a way. Um because you know our linear system was built over more than a hundred years, and as much as I agree with Fridays for Future that we need change now, I still believe that it's going to be a more midterm or long-term project to really get there. Mm, I would also love to see like big milestones reached in the next five years and ten years and twenty, but nevertheless this type of change processes also if it's to be a sustainable change and not something we bounce back from. Um, I, I, I really like this 100-year perspective. And uh, on a very personal note, I mean, I would be very glad if the circular house in, in, in Berlin can be kind of like a lighthouse uh, for this. And at some point, there's so many lighthouses that... <laughs> you know, uh, or maybe an island in the beginning that then becomes a peninsula that then becomes the land over the hundred years. And personally, I would like to, um, yeah, keep my breath and play a role in this long haul movement wherever I'm needed. Yeah, very inspirational. And what about you? What can I add to this? I would like to be, uh, <laughs> to sit along, again. <laughs> 
sit alongside Alice on this journey. <laughs> um, I think in five to ten years, I would really like to see some of the absurdities that have been generated in the linear system to have disappeared. You know how nowadays if you show like a child the old phones, you know, where you had to dial with their... And they're like, what is that? And you're like, what do you mean, what is that? That's a phone. Uh, I would like that there is in 10 years the same reaction to some of the, you know, absurdly wasteful, for instance, products that were brought. I would like that to be sort of, you know, <laughs> almost like prehistoric. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, and some of the, the changes, sort of behavioral changes that, that you know that we right now are adopting or learning i would like these to be sort of second nature for the next generation that it's no longer something that people are discussing whether we need to change our lifestyle or whether you know um what do i gain from this but rather just of course it makes sense i am part of nature you know, and therefore I care that nature is well and I care that my neighbor is well. And, uh, you know, just simple values that I think uh, from having pushed the linear economy to its extreme breaking point that we've sort of lost along the way. And it would be nice that we sort of don't pass that on to the next generation. <laughs> That's really, no, really inspirational. I hope that we see this kind of environment more the sooner the better. Mm. And um, is there any last things you would like to say to companies that want to reach out to you or how they can how they can come in contact with you? Um, yeah, we we are super happy if any company, startup, projects, individual, um, you know, general curious person uh, comes our way, uh, you know, you can write to us, you can call us, there's our number on the website as well. And of course, just come to the house. Uh, we we will reopen our, our doors soon and probably have a big party as well. So everyone is very welcome. Uh, and yeah, we've always uh, sort of operated an open door policy in our house and that's something that we want to continue uh, doing. So really really inspirational well thank you so much for being part of the podcast <laughs> thank and, you uh, i definitely learned a lot so i hope the listeners too learned a little bit more if you want to read more about the podcast you can find more info on mesonmats.com/circularthinkingpodcast and you can follow us on Instagram at Besomats. All the links can be found in the description. Please let me know what you think, subscribe and leave a review, and thank you so much for listening.